Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors here at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about our Second Students ministry, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Just search Second Students West. Enjoy the message. Welcome back to the living room, guys. Thanks for joining us again today. Um, If you have your Bibles, follow along with us. We'll be in Mark 14 today. Um, We'll read a little bit and then talk about it. I'm going to read starting in verse 3. And it says, And while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at a table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. And here his is Jesus that we're talking about. Verse 4, it says, There was some who said to themselves indignantly, Why was this ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, Leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me, for you always have the poor with you, and whenever you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand, before beforehand for burial. And truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought an opportunity to betray him. So here we see the story Um, where Jesus, it's just a few short chapters before he goes and is crucified for all of our sins. But here we see um, he's at a house hanging with his disciples, and he comes in, and Mary comes um, and breaks this ointment. Some versions call it perfume over his head. And so if you're like me, you're wondering, why is this significant? Why is this something to be noted? And so it's important to know that the ointment or the perfume that we're talking about here is very costly and had great value. So it was likely that this was a priceless family heirloom, something that was passed down from generation to generation. And it was common for people to put maybe one drop or two drops on a guest if they were over for dinner, but not the whole entire thing. It says in here it cost over 300 denarii, which would have been in that time more than some people's salary for a whole year. So this was something very significant that Mary did to Jesus in this time. And so there's a few things I think we can learn from Mary in this situation. A few things that um, Jesus is teaching us through this story. And the first thing that I thought of when I read this story is that this must have been very uncomfortable for Mary to do. Something that was um, maybe a little bit awkward and she was nervous about what people would say. Um, And I think that Sometimes God, God also calls us to do uncomfortable things. And so look at how the disciples responded to her. Look at what they said in verse 4 and 5. It says, why was this ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. The disciples, disciples scolded her for doing this. And I'm sure that wasn't something that was comfortable or something that she wanted to do. But she knew that this was a blessing to Jesus. And so... Um, during this quarantine, this time when we've been at home, my gym is closed, which really sucks. And so something that I've been doing that I never thought I would have done is running because running does not come easily to me. I don't 
it doesn't come naturally. Um, I haven't run since I was forced to in seventh grade athletics, <laughs> but I've been running somehow. Um, it doesn't come easy. My cousin, she runs the Boston Marathon in like three hours, and she's insane. I don't know how we're related. But um, it's hard for me. It doesn't come easy. But every day, for some reason, I keep putting my shoes on, and I keep going outside, and I keep doing it for some reason. And I think that deep down I know that that is producing something good in me. Even when it gets uncomfortable, even when the pain and my lungs start to feel heavy and whenever the pain sets in and I just want to stop, that's my natural reaction is just to stop and start walking, I know that that produces something good in me. And I think it's the same thing in our spiritual walk. Whenever we're outside of our comfort zone a little bit and wherever we're in a little bit of pain or in an uncomfortable moment, I think that God is when, that is when God wants to work in us the most. It may be uncomfortable, it may be hard, but I think that's when you have to really lean in and are you willing to trust God in those moments? Are you willing to trust him in those hard and awkward and uncomfortable moments because God wants to use those to grow you and also grow his kingdom? And I think that that's what Mary was in this situation. This situation, yes, it was a blessing to Jesus, but I'm sure it was also a blessing to her, and it produced something so good in her. Mary also here, she was very intentional. She was able to focus on where she was, especially in this season. I'm constantly watching the news and thinking, okay, when am I going to be able to get out? When am I going to be able to go back to church and see my friends and worship corporately again? When am I going to be able to do that? So we're constantly looking ahead. And here, Mary was not looking ahead. She was focused on where she was right there in that moment. <clears throat> in that moment. She knew that Jesus, the Savior of the world, was right in front of her presence, and she did not want to miss that. And she made it a point to worship him and honor him in that moment, even if the disciples thought she was crazy. And so I was thinking, what would happen if myself and if so many of us, what if we did what Mary did? What if we... Um, focus exactly where we were in. I know it's hard in these days because we just want it to be over and we want to get past it. But the truth is that I had to, I've had to say to myself over and over, God ordained these days from the beginning. These, this isn't a surprise to him. So I believe that he wants to teach me something and he wants to teach you something through these days. And it's up to us not to miss those moments. You see, for a long time for my Christian walk, I had... Um, faith, I had God kind of a, as a side, a side, something on the side, something that I went to when I was um, needing help, or maybe I was sad, or I didn't know what to do in a cer certain situation. I had him as um, a piece to the side, and I think whenever my faith started to really change, and whenever I started to really grow, is when I stopped thinking of God like that, and I had him in the center, and I was just a tiny part of the grand story that he was writing. You see, God is writing a huge story. He started it in, the, in Genesis, and it's still going on today. And it's up, he wants, he invited me and invited you to be a part of that. And it's up to us to take hold of those opportunities, to step into the uncomfortable times, to take hold of those moments when um, we're maybe a little uncomfortable. And it's us to, up to us to step into those moments. He wants, he has invited us to be a part of that story, but are you willing to accept it? Are you willing to take hold of that. For a long time, my prayers were just simply asking God for things. God, can you help me get into college? Can you give me a good grade on this test? Can you help my drill team win competitions in high school? 
for a long time, that's what my prayers were, simply just asking God for things. And I heard someone say some, one time that God is not a vending machine. He's not just something that you can go to when you need something or when you want something, but that he wants, yes, he wants you to ask him for things because he wants to know the desires of your heart like the Bible says, but he also wants you to just worship him because he created you to worship him. Um, he's not simply a vending machine where you go to for something you need help, but he goes, you can go to him with your sadness. You can just go to him any time you want. He is not simply a vending machine, but he just wants to love you, and you have to let him do that. And through all this passage, I love how Jesus responds to her. In verse 9, Jesus says to Mary, he says, Truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is pro proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. And I love what, that Jesus says this to her because he is letting her know that, yes, Mary, your actions, this has had a lasting impact. What you have done today, even though that you got scolded and made fun of by the disciples, even though you were probably uncomfortable, um, that had a lasting impact. And I think what this teaches me is that the only way we're going to have eternal and lasting impact is if we take hold of those moments and those opportunities that God gives us. To stop worrying about tomorrow, be present in the moments that we're in, and what God has set before us. And maybe you don't see those opportunities in front of you. Maybe you're sitting in your house right now, and you're like, I don't know what opportunities I have. I don't know how to take hold of those moments. And I believe that these days and the days to come, we're going to have more opportunity than ever to share Jesus with other people. And so I would encourage you to ask God for those opportunities. Let that be your prayer today. Let that be your prayer this week to ask God to make those opportunities so clear and so apparent to you so that you can just be a small part in the story that God is writing and that he has been writing for thousands of years. He wants us to be a part of that. He's inviting you. He's inviting me to be a part of it. And it might be challenging. It might be hard sometimes. But are you willing to take hold of those moments like Mary did here? Are you willing to step into the uncomfortable times? Are you willing to do that? Because I promise you what I've learned in my short 23 years is that it will be worth it. It will be worth it right now, but it will be ultimately worth it when we see Jesus face to face. And so I just, I just challenge you to look for those opportunities. Seek those out. Ask God to be so clear and so apparent to you because I promise you he will give them to you. But you have to be willing to step into those times. You have to be willing to do that.